Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into our fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. As every day, we try to bring that challenge to both you and me to connect in what we learn on Sunday with what we're doing in our 9 to 5, whatever your 9 to 5 looks like. And we got people listening all over the world, and we're so grateful for how you tune in to hear I work for him. And let me just say this. We want to hear your I work for him nation stories. There are many people out there who've been listening to this show for almost four years that are praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. I want to hear, talk to me about the impact that's being made on your life and on their lives and on your workplace. Email me, Jim at I work for him.com. We'd love to hear your stories. Jim at I work for him.com. I know that sounds like work, I'm telling you, these are stories that other people need to hear. And many times people email me and I can repeat those stories on the air. I can keep names out. If, or also you can connect with us on Facebook. Just search for I Work For Him. So how is it you're impacting your workplace? Is it through prayer? Is it through serving? Is it through befriending? Is it by loving, bringing an authentic touch of Jesus Christ to your workplace? Well, you know that I Work For Him joined the Love 2020 movement. The movement in America to bring an authentic touch of Jesus to everybody in our workplace by the end of 2020. Today we have joining us Kathy Branzell. She's the National Director of Love 2020 as part of Mission America. And she has brought on a very special guest for us that we're going to talk to a little bit later on the show. But Kathy Branzell, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, Happy New Year. Thanks for having me back. Oh, it doesn't even, isn't it? Okay, it's like the 16th of January. It doesn't even feel like New Year anymore. It feels like, oh my word, where did the first two weeks go? It goes so Uh, fast. It's like our whole year, before we know it, we'll uh, be talking about the next Star Wars again next December. Oh, (laughs) man. I still haven't seen the last one. I just, uh, I, it's just sad. It's just very, very sad. Not that it's really important, but it is very important. So I, you got to bounce all that back and forth in your head. So here's my question, Kathy. The, you know, the, the, uh, for you this year, how would you, how do you want the Lord to move in your life this year? Wow. So every year God gives me a word of, um, that's really kind of a focus of where he's going to lead and what he's going to teach. And this year's kind of a milestone birthday for me. And so I asked him Are you turning for the 30? word joy. You're turning 30 this year? Yeah, I, I, I'm turning 25. No. 25, okay. <laughs> nah, it's the big 5-0 this year for me. And, and I know, let's just pause and give a moment. Um, so... <laughs> 
I asked him for the first time, I asked him for a word. Um, I asked for joy. And joy spelled backwards, you know, Y-O-J, year of jubilation, my 50th year. I had this whole thing going on. And he quickly shut me down and said, no, your word for this year is wisdom. So I am seeking the Lord. Now, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I argued with him and said, I, I, I fear you. I respect you. I revere you. You are my authority. He said, no, no, you've only just begun. So I am really watching to see all the beautiful and maybe even some hard things that we work through. So I am seeking the Lord for wisdom this year. Well, and as I approached, I, I passed that 50 mark last year. I know how staggering it was to me those last few hours saying goodbye to 49. And, and but <laughs> and to that retrospect on, Lord, what did I do with these first 50 years? We're talking today with Kathy Branzell from Love 2020. Kathy, Love 2020, where did this idea come from for us to bring an authentic touch of Jesus to our coworkers and employees, to our bosses, to our workplaces, to everybody and in the workplace in the United States of America by the end of 2020. Where did this idea come from? Well, this is really going to shock you, but the idea came from Jesus. <laughs> he, well, that was a great Sunday school answer. Okay, fantastic. Okay, I'll give you that. And so then, and so then a bunch of smart people <laughs> get together because he prayed for unity. I say again and again, I wake up every morning and can't believe I get to be a part of God's answer to his son's prayer request for unity in the body of Christ. So the Mission America Coalition uh, has been around for um, several decades, and this is an initiative of the Mission America Coalition. And what we were seeing was ministries that were working hard, working unto the Lord, completely dedicated, filled with love, but kind of doing it on their own. And we were all siloed out, and we were dividing up resources and donors and workers, volunteers and all, and, and segmenting ourselves out in, in different areas of culture and cities. And there was this need to come together. There was this realization that um, we are better together. And that, that's prophecy. That's a promise. And so God brought this together, and we are working in over 38 areas of cultural influence and it's just, it's exciting. Every day I get stories. Every week I hear of other people coming together. Every month I read about or, or get phone calls and get to be parts of discussion where ministries are coming together that have never worked together before and bringing in people at work, people in their neighborhoods, people at their schools to live and give the authentic love of Jesus Christ. Okay, so give me a story. I, I didn't tell you I was going to do that, but you've always you hear them all the time. So give me a story, something that was really cool that you heard recently of somebody who was applying the praying, caring, the sharing part of Love Twenty Twenty. Okay, I'll tell you a funny story. So uh, at the beginning of December, I had a lady knock on my door, and she was um, in my neighborhood. And she was going around and said, hey, I just want you to know that um, I'm part of this movement called Love 2020, and I've been challenged through this blog to go and pray through my neighborhood. And I've been prayer walking our neighborhood, and um, your name came up uh, as I use one of my prayer apps, and it gives the name of each uh, person in the address. And so I committed this week to go and get to know 10 of my neighbors that I've never met before. <laughs> 
And you can imagine her surprise when she found out I was the person who wrote that blog and was part of Love 2020. So that was the greatest story of all. She was out there doing it in my own neighborhood, and I had no idea I even lived here. That is fantastic. So there's yeah, people that, that you didn't even know that are out there in your neighborhood. So, and, and, you know, and you live in the Atlanta area, so neighborhoods are much more spread out. I live here in the beach area at uh, near Clearwater and Tampa, and so people are crammed in. I live on a street of 30, and I know every one of my 30 neighbors. But wow, you live crazy. in a neighborhood, I mean, for you to do a 30, you probably have to go a quarter mile in both ways, and so it's a little tougher. <laughs> Talk to me about that conversation with that woman. How did you encourage her to go, you go, girl? I mean, what did it sound uh, like? Well, it, and it was so exciting because then I got to pray with her. I got to talk to her about some things that have gone on in our neighborhood and how we can then take it to the next step. We had a, a home burned down here uh, last fall, and our neighbors just mo- mobilized into care uh, before they even had the fire put out, and that was so great. But then... Uh, we asked about what, what was the ongoing ministry and, and where were the fingerprints of Jesus uh, in that mobilization? And so what can we do in our neighborhoods, some things that we could do together? And, um, you know, you, you keep it going. Love is the verb. You have to keep moving. You use it or lose it. And so that was really fun. Kathy, just a question. What is the expectation of how we're going to impact our workplaces with the message of Love 2020? What are the three things we're supposed to be doing in our workplace? Uh, The three things that we're supposed to be doing in our workplace is prayer, care, share. And I guess the prayer thing is pretty self-explanatory, although the question is, you know, you're supposed to do it, but are you doing it? Are you praying about and over your workplace? Are you praying on your way to work? Are you praying about decisions at work? Are you praying for the lost, um, the, the, the people that need uh, some discipling, some people that need encouraging, the people that are going through hard times? Are you really, really praying for them? The second thing is to care. We, we, uh, sometimes skip that step. We'll meet somebody and then immediately go into the, do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior conversation? But even Jesus didn't do that, you know? So it's really fun to get to care for people. That blesses us. And so you find out what people need. You meet people where they are. You learn about them and learn their stories. And you give them some sort of care and friendship that's genuine, not a bait-and-switch gotcha when you finally... Go and share the gospel. You're sharing his love. And you say, you know, this is what I want you to know. I behave this way because Jesus is my Lord and Savior, because he loved me, and out of the overflow of my heart, I love you. And you share that message with them. So really the expectation is to live this prayer-care-share lifestyle, and people will take notice, and people will want to know, hey, what's up with you? How come you don't freak out when the boss comes through? How come... You're, you're not all frantic when the numbers come in. Well, let me tell you about the peace and the hope that I have. Hmm. That's, it. That, that's so powerful. Now, as an organization, Love 2020 is trying to draw in ministries from all over the country to be unified in this Love 2020 movement. You've got a guest for us today. Would you like to introduce for me John Ramstead? Uh, we love John. John has been a part of our workplace sphere. Uh, Jim, I believe you're familiar with that. I am. And, yeah, and his podcast, I just have to encourage people to go out and listen uh, to his Eternal Leadership podcast. But 
I'm just excited to have him with us today. He has an amazing story. We're connected um, somewhat with our military story, but I am happy to share my friends with you and all of your listeners today. John Ramstead, welcome to I Work For Him. Jim, thank you for having me on, and thank you for all that both of you are doing. Oh, it, it is a pleasure to serve alongside each one of you as we just try to bring the unifying message of Christ to the body of Christ, but also the challenge to bring our faith with, with us no matter where we go, whether it's in our workplace, our neighborhoods, our church. Wow. Being, being, how about the prayer, care, share lifestyle in our church? That's fantastic. But wherever we go, uh, it, it's so fantastic. John, I always ask my guests a, a tough spiritual kind of question, but for you, I really think it's important that you just share how the Lord flipped your life on its head and said, yeah, I'm going to put you in a little bit different direction in 2011. How did the Lord turn your life into a totally different direction in 2011? Oh, my goodness. Well, I'll give you the short version of the story, because leading into 2011, I'd had a long career in business and and things couldn't be going better, I think, from how the outside, the secular world would view what I was doing, or the company I was at, the position I had, the nonprofits that I was in, the one that I had started. And my wife said, you know what, you are just never happy. I was in a place, Jim, of just what I would call smoldering discontent. And it was d- during this season, I got invited to go on a retreat with Dr. Jim Dobson up to Montana, and I uh, flew up there on a Thursday, and on Friday morning, we were going to take a horseback ride to the back of this property and and learn you know learn more about this new ministry family talk that he was starting and meet some people. And I got on a horse, and my horse started trotting out into this open area, and all of a sudden it just bolted and took off. And I was laying flat on my back; his rump was hitting me in the shoulder blades. I was scared to death; I was going to flip off the back of this horse. And I was squeezing with my legs as hard as I could, and I I had not read the instruction manual. I found out later I was telling the horse to even go faster as I was doing that. And I was able to get back up on the saddle, and right in front of me, about 50 yards in front of me, was a steel corral fence. Kept trying to get the horse to turn. The horse wouldn't turn, and I just started panicking. Uh, I'd been a fighter pilot in my youth. I'd never probably, I'd never felt like this out of control, and as I was getting closer and closer to this fence at full speed, I, I kind of froze. But then time slowed down. I remember right before we hit the fence, Jim, that I remember thinking to myself, this is not going to end well. And that's the last thing I remember till I woke up on the ground. And uh, when I woke up, there was people holding me down, my head, my shoulders, my hips. There was a woman holding my hand. And I was in more pain that I could even describe to you. I had crushed in the entire left side of my skull. I lost eight teeth. I broke my neck and my shoulder. I crushed my rib cage, punctured my left lung. We were told by multiple doctors afterwards that what happened to me was not survivable. And best case scenario, I should have been a quadriplegic the rest of my life. And as I'm laying there in my pain, struggling and trying to get away from this pain, um, from the outside, what they were looking at, uh, one, of the, one of the guys said that all of a sudden I just relaxed so completely, it looked like I was sinking into the ground. He thought he had just watched me pass away. But in that moment, uh, the presence of God just completely surrounded me, Jim, and it was the most intense and personal, unconditional love between Jesus and John. And when I felt his presence, and I didn't know how bad my injuries were, but the first thought that crossed my mind was, I'm not worthy of somebody loving me like this. 
And then he took away all the pain that I was in. This peace was just washing over me. And then he spoke to me, and it was a voice that came from everywhere and nowhere, and it wasn't to my ears. It was like this consciousness flowing through me. And he said, all things work together for good for those that love the Lord, and I'm going to heal you and use this for my glory. And then he said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And as soon as he said that, I knew my left eye was blind. All the bones behind the eye socket had shattered and cut the optic nerve. I, I didn't know that at the time, but he told me that in that moment. And as I reflect back on that, um, I had never personally connected God as almost this authoritarian figure to somebody you could have a personal relationship with. Completely changed everything in my life. And also this realization that the God of the universe who created everything cared about me individually. And that's also part of my message. He cares about everybody equally with as much love, whether they, they've accepted his son, whether they're part of his family right now or not, that is just his level of love. And and then it was through this process that everything in my life changed. And that's my message today. How do we equip and inspire leaders to really accomplish what God created them to do in just a powerful way in this season of their life without having to go through um, what I went through? I spent six weeks in ICU and then um, spent 20 months at Craig Hospital with a severe traumatic brain injury and had 25 surgeries along the way. So that was five years ago. And I've really been only able to be out working. I only can work about 25 hours a week in the last uh, two, two and a half years or so. But that obviously leaves you time behind your computer because on your website, uh, it, it eternalleadership.com, there is so much stuff out there. You're obviously working all the time. But your story is incredible because you were a Navy fighter pilot flying at Mach what? How, how fast were you flying? Mach 1, Mach 2, how fast did you get to go? You know, the fastest I ever went was 1,103 knots, and that, that's faster than a 50 caliber rifle bullet. So it's about Mach 1.6, I believe. All right, so you've flown incredibly dangerous things like flying Mach 1.6, yet it was a four-legged animal that is what uh, the the most horrible accident yet the lord used that in your life to shift your paradigm permanently and that's really why you're on the air today isn't it that's completely that's become you know our entire you know mission statement you were talking about this before how you live it out is you know in proverbs 3 6 in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths and that was not how i was operating in business before. I would put together a plan, and I'd lift it up to God, and if it worked out, I, I got to the point where I'd kind of give myself credit, and if it didn't work out, I'd be like, you know, what's, you know, what's the problem here? So my relationship with, with God was not a very mature relationship prior to really understanding who God is. Well, and you had some you had some real ups and downs too. I mean, you were involved in the tech, the tech hype in the early two thousands, uh, buying and selling huge pieces of equipment, and, and you went from being you know a hero to a zero overnight, which happened to hundreds, if not thousands, really probably tens of thousands of people in the country uh, that lost money in that. The Lord used all of those things to get your attention, and 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 you're here today. How did? What was it about the Love 2020 movement that you said, mm, I got to be part of that. I, I want to be part of that. Well, you know, since my accident, I just had this deep sense that, that the reason that I'm still here um, is that God is moving big time. And I always, I just had this, I just kept going back to, you know, the, the mission about discipling nations. 
And I have a role in that. And every one of us has a role in that. And how do we do that, Jim? That was my big question. And I started thinking about that. And, um, and God just kept giving me these dreams about a million, you know, a million kept coming up, a million people, a million dollars, a million. And like, you know what, what this is about is if we can actually impact and touch through prayer, care, and sharing, that's what I loved about the mission of Love 2020, the individual lives of, of, of people out there in all these different mountains, all these different spheres of influence. Think about this. If we can, if one person can touch a hundred lives in the next couple of years in a way mm-hmm. that allows them to touch a hundred lives each, that's 10,000 people that we can touch in, in for the, you know, in what God has put on our heart for his kingdom. And then if that group touches 100 more, that's a million people. So what starts personally then goes locally and then goes globally. So every single person out there you know, they, I think we all know the why and the, you know, why this is important, you know, kind of what to do, but we don't know how to do it. And that's what I love about Love 2020. If we talk about praying for people, we have an intercessory prayer team that, that is praying daily for the work that we're doing here, the clients that we're coaching, the companies that we're working with, you know, care. How do you really, you know, bring that into other people's lives in a way that, you know, because you have to be able to connect before you can pull, before you almost, especially in the business sphere, how do you really have that permission to have a, a spiritual conversation, a conversation about the really important things? You have to connect first, you know, and then share. I used to think, honestly, Jim, it was all about, I wanted to get to the point where I could share the gospel. But if I could share with people just on a daily basis something that was from a place of unconditional love and humility, kind of like what you were talking about, Kathy. How do you show up in certain situations? How do you go through things in the business world, personal world, relations world that model what Christ would have done? All of a sudden, we're sharing pieces of the gospel, sometimes without people even realizing it. And that is how we develop these relationships that give us the permission to influence people in a very positive way. All right, we're talking today about Love 2020. Find out how you personally can get involved in Love 2020 online at love2020.com. We've got Kathy Branzell online from Love 2020, as well as John Ramstead, who's a member of the Love 2020 workplace affinity sphere, which means we're focused on bringing that authentic touch of Christ to the workplace. His website is eternalleadership.com, eternalleadership.com. Now, Kathy, you mentioned as you were introducing John that he's got a phenomenal podcast. Talk to me about the podcast and how it ministers to you. What, what do you get out of John's podcast, eternalleadership.com? I love that everyone has a story and that God has given them wisdom, knowledge, and understanding through their experiences, through their strengths and their weaknesses. And uh, there are times when I just need encouragement. There's times when I need some leadership direction. There's times when I just need to, to hear I'm not the only one who feels that way or made that mistake or uh, whatever it is. And I am so grateful for all of our Workplace Sphere um, members. I mean, we're all big fans of Ford Taylor and Oz Hillman and and, um, all the other guys that that we have on the show pretty frequently. Uh, And so how great to be able to reach out to a fellow Christian brother and listen and gain wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Now, you two both are military brats, right? Did you guys both, or did you, did John, did you grow up in a military family or did you just go into the military as a teenager? 
You know, my dad served in World War II in the Pacific. My okay. grandpa had immigrated here from Norway, and then a few years after being here, um, enlisted for World War One. and both my uncles were in Vietnam. So it's a bit of a tradition in our family. And Kathy, yeah. you grew up a military brat. Yes, As you called it. You brat, called it. I'm but... not saying that you're a brat. Wait a minute, just let me make clarity. Because <laughs> everybody thinks that you're so sweet and you are so sweet. That's but you told That's me, awesome. hey, I was a military brat. Oh uh, yeah, I, I uh, grew up a military brat. My father was in the Air Force and special operations and flew AC one thirty gunships. By the time I was 15, we had lived 18 different places. So that's that's quite a lifestyle. I mean, imagine being my fourth elementary school teacher in fourth grade and, and knowing I was only going to be there in Virginia for six months. So it's, it's a completely different lifestyle and, and mindset. And then I turned around and married a military man. So um, that's, you know, just a, another way we minister. We have a military affinity sphere, and that's a workplace. And I love that you guys also minister to that workplace of defending our country and defending freedom. You know, and speaking of defending our country and defending our freedom, today is Martin Luther King Jr.'s celebration day. We, you know, it's not, I don't believe it's actually his birthday, but it is the day we celebrate the, his life. And as, as his quote was quoted offline, uh, for those of us listening, for those listeners listening on the podcast, the darkness can't drive out darkness. Jesus said, Hey, it's not by the power. You know, if, if darkness was, Against darkness, then the kingdom would fall. I said, but light can drive darkness out, and love can drive darkness out. And as a country, that's one thing that Martin Luther King want, Jr. wanted for our country was us to be unified. And there's been so many forces trying to drive disunity amongst the different colors of our nation uh, for over ridiculous things. John, how, as a former military guy, how does your eternal leadership broad, uh, broadcast, podcast, blogging that you do, how does it encourage people to reach past these cultural boundaries and to love their brothers and sisters that just a little bit different color, different culture in our country? You know, our entire mission, Jim, is to just equip and inspire, you know, the people listening, um, you know, to really go out and work in God's kingdom. And I, and I think that really starts... Sometimes I, I think we, uh, you know, we focus on why, right? Why are we doing this? But I think we need to focus on who. I think there's two important questions that we have to answer. First of all is, who is God? And then I'll never forget when I was going through this process, I was working with a coach. Um, and I said, you know, I got to figure out how I'm wired to kind of figure out what I need to do in this legacy that I wanted to create. He said, let me ask, I think you should ask that question yourself a different way. What if you tried to figure out how God wired you and what he wired you for? And as I went through this process, and that's where Ford Taylor's been an incredible mentor in my life, and really understood that identity that was rooted in this relationship with Jesus. And that allowed me to get to a place and lead from a place of humility, you know, serving others, laying, you know, laying down our life for others doesn't mean giving up our physical life. It means putting others' needs in front of ours you know, leading from a place of humility. And then when you can teach others to do that, then they can, they can be truly effective, I believe, for kingdom work in the, in the, in the business world. That inner, I think that inner world determines your outer world. And if you can really work on, on answering some of these deeper questions for ourselves, 
it makes us so much more effective. And that is the entire purpose of the podcast is bringing on stories, talking about business skills, but all from a perspective that honors the Lord in a way that people actually have something actionable, you know, tomorrow, this is something I can go do. This is something I need to do different. I just, I've been really struggling with that. Here's the story of somebody who had that same problem, but they, they were able to move through it because they had that one person in their life uh, that was that, you know, that mentor that helped them, that equipped them, that discipled them. And, and that, is, that is our whole heart. It's just to help people, give them the tools, the why, the what, and the how to accomplish what they've been inspired to accomplish, what they've been uniquely designed to do in their life. And every one of us, it's, it, that, that answer, that path is very different, but it all connects in the body. So it, go ahead, Kathy. Oh, I was just saying, and love is unifying. That that's what's amazing. As I sat and uh, prayed through the news, that's uh, I do that early in the morning. I, I pray through our newscast, and I just was in tears this morning because of the number of stories. It just went on and on and on about how love was going to be shared today in honor of Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. Um, thousands of people are being fed down at the stadium, and this clothes drive is going on, and this medical care is being offered, and these people are being fed over here, and, you know, cleaning up this and doing that. Love is sweeping our nation today in honoring Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., and, and when they showed pictures of the people showing up to serve all different colors from all different places, Love's unifying, and I thought, when love 2020, by the end of the year 2020, Lord, would it be possible that all the news has to report is how love is sweeping our nation? How cool would that be? And for it to be, wow, it's these Jesus people, these Jesus Christ followers, they they just keep loving, they refuse to you know, to jump on the bandwagon and, and, and throw hate and vitriol. No, these Christ followers, they keep bringing up love. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to transform the lives of a few, which will be, and, and, you know, we were going to do a whole show this Friday all about what's it take to make a great president because it's Inauguration Day this Friday. And, and just, I just encourage everybody, be praying for our president and, his, and the right. vice president. The vice president is a Christ follower. The president is not a proclaimed Christ follower because he says he doesn't have to apologize for anything. So that's usually an indication he's not really gotten there yet. But to pray for him and the amazing people in the administration and pray that our country be transformed by the power of Jesus, driven by the power of the Holy Spirit in Washington. How cool would that be? It'd be very, very cool. John, I want to get back to eternalleadership.com. That's your website, Eternal Leadership. And I always like to highlight the ministries of people who are on the show. When you, Why did you set up this ministry, Eternal Leadership, eternalleadership.com? Well, you know what? I'll, I'll never forget this day. It was when I was in ICU, and I'm and uh, the surgeon came in and said they had to do one of my first brain surgeries, and and he asked my wife if I had a will and uh, and a living will. And as I'm listening to this conversation, I, you know, I'm like, you know what? Next weekend's going to be my funeral. I'm not I'm not going to make it through this. And I started thinking about inheritance, what I was going to leave to my kids. My family was going, they're going to be fine. But then I started thinking about legacy, Jim. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what have I left in my wife and in my kids and in this world around me that's going to outlive me? And I was, I tell you, I was truly 
convicted. And as I recovered and decided, actually God led me into becoming um, a Christian coach. I'm a leadership and executive coach. I work with, you know, Christian business leaders. I also work with secular leaders. But I wanted to become just better at what I was doing. I know there were so many amazing thought leaders out there. I'm like, you know what? The podcast would give me just this amazing platform to go interview people with incredible stories and teaching that we're all believers so I can equip myself. And then it gives me this, you know, platform to share it with the world. And now uh, we looked the other day, it's in, we have done no marketing. So this is God's hand in everything, but it's 192 countries are listening in and every month in our top 10, uh, China and Iran are in our top 10 every single month. And this is very faith-based content about how to equip ourselves and, and connect with God and develop an identity in Christ. And like you talked about, Kathy, really bring that love out into the world. And I got to tell you, it's, just, it's been a blast to be just part of this journey as, as I put God first in this second half of my life. And I gotta, I gotta echo that. The I Work for Him podcast. We've got almost seven hundred of them out there now. The they are the, our top foreign countries: China, Russia, Vietnam, and Great Britain. Uh, you know, uh, people are hungry, and you know, three. Yeah, France is, is always one of our top. I didn't, yeah. you know, I knew France is, was reported, and something I was reading is one of the most secular countries in the world, and and they're one of our top listening countries. So you know what? There is a. You know, there looks like there's a lot of darkness out there, but I honestly think that right now is one of the biggest opportunities for people to to step up because the world is, they're hungry for this light. They're hungry for Jesus' mm-hmm. love. They're hungry for, you know, what he has to offer. And I think right now, everything that's happening in the world has highlighted this need, this gap that people have on why they don't have joy in their life, why they don't feel content with where they're at and, and where they're going. And that is the power in Love 2020 is filling this gap on how to equip people to connect that in the lives of the people they get to touch in whatever sphere they happen to be operating in. John, last question for you today. And and again, I got to tell you, I wrote all my questions for you based on your website. I didn't know the story of your horrific life-changing accident until about an hour and a half ago. The Lord just kept saying, you need to do more research on John before you bring him on. So I start researching and all of a sudden I find out, wow. Okay, this is a pretty big paradigm shift. You've got to be thinking about this. I'm sure all those months you spent in the hospital bed, what impact are you hoping the Lord will make with your life, using your life before you're gone? You know, I have a dream. Um, Speaking of Martin Luther King Day, right? (laughs) Here's my dream. Because this wouldn't have happened before my accident. You know, if everybody listening, if you think about back in your life, that one person that had, you know, that word in that one moment, or they mentored you, but they're that person that, that maybe saw something in you you didn't see in yourself that allowed you to either go through something, accomplish something that maybe you didn't think that you could at the time, or you couldn't get through this. And Jim, that is my dream. I want to be that person when people, when I'm long gone and people look back and say, you know what, those conversations I had with John, that time that he was in my life, what he did for me, how he helped me, made, this is why our family is the way it is, this is why our company is operating the way it is with an impact and we're giving. That is my goal every day is I want to be um, a kingmaker, I guess. I feel like my role is is to help other people really achieve excellence in every part of their life. And if I can do that, 
um, to as many people as I can while I'm still here, and then use that process to develop a relationship where I can truly share what it looks like to, to have that personal relationship with Jesus that, that I had to go through this accident to find that you can that you can connect and have that kind of relationship without going through some tremendous tragedy or life altering event. That is that is that's what I hope for every day. John Ramstead with eternalleadership.com. That's eternalleadership.com. Thanks so much for being on iWork for him. I look forward to a full hour conversation with you one day in the future. But in the meantime, people, check you out online, eternalleadership.com. Thank you so much, John. Yeah, thank you, Jim and Kathy. You guys are awesome. Kathy, I know you knew that story before you said, hey, Jim, we need to bring John on the show. But you never mentioned it to me that he's got this incredible story. That was staggering at how... I got to read his description of how the Lord swept over him and gave him complete peace when his body was laying in 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 crumbles, but that the Lord grabbed his life and said, "I got a different purpose for stage two yeah i I love how we can think it's over. I mean, you know my story where there was a time in my life because of cancer, people were supposed to come tell me goodbye. And God says, no, 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 you're not done yet. You haven't completed your mission. And when you think it's over and all of a sudden there is this event, this story, this whatever it is, and it may not be as extreme as what we just heard John say, or it might not be as extreme as cancer, but there's a moment in time where God says, let me put you on the path and let me fuel you with my love and my spirit. I love that. Well, and... This is something that only in the last four or five years that I understand this, but there's seven plus billion people on the earth and we all experience God differently because we are all different people. And what's amazing is John's encounter with Christ and your encounter with Christ through some pretty horrific circumstances, very personal and really touched your life and set you off in a direction that you're like, wow, okay, Lord, if that's so, so what are we going to do? What, what's next? And, and I love that part of John's story. I love the fact that he, that he wanted to be part of this, this movement of Christ, the Love 2020 movement, because he believes in it so wholeheartedly, because he saw how his yeah. heart was transformed. And you've seen the same thing. You shared a story yeah. how your neighbor was knocking on doors, trying to share love. Give us another story of, of a story you've heard of Love 2020 impacting people. Well, wow. Um, it's so interesting how we hear people say, oh, I never thought of it that way. I never thought to connect that way. Um, and one thing, I want to share several things on our website. We don't usually talk about our website very much, but there's a lot on there right now and some things mm-hmm. that I, I want to point people to. But um, but I had somebody say, I want a prayer care share. I want a prayer care share, but I really don't know. Uh, how to procure share. I, I can, you know, I know how to pray, but what else? What else is there? How can I be prepared every day to pray and to care and to share? And so one of the things I want to talk about on our website, and you can go on and sign up, go to love2020.com and click on our 90 Days Through the Gospel Scripture Engagement Project. It's 90 Days Through the Gospel Prayer, Care, Share with Jesus. And you can subscribe. It'll get sent to you every day because so many of us make this New Year's resolution or this goal. I'm going to read the Bible every day this year. I'm going to spend more time in the Word every day this year. I'm going to spend more time loving every day this year. Well, we want to give you a tool. 
And so when you go on and subscribe to this, you will get one chapter of the gospel every day and a prayer, care, share devotional. I wrote 90 90 devotionals, uh, one for every chapter of the gospels. And so for the next 90 days, you can get prompted on how to pray, how to care, and how to share. And then the other thing is, come join our movement. Uh, we love our, our members and our partners like John and Ford and you and all of the others uh, in these 38 other affinity spheres. And so if you go on love2020.com and you click on any page, scroll down, check it out, read our coaching corner, read the blog, hey, we have a conference coming up in June, the Amplify Conference, and there's a workplace sphere breakout uh, track. Guess who's going to be there? All of our Love 2020 folks. We would love, love, love for all of you to come to Amplify. You can click on the Amplify banner and find out more about that conference up in Chicago in June. Join the movement. Click on any page, and on the right, there's a bar that says Join the Movement. And that's how you can become part of this Love 2020 movement of, you know, Christ said, we, we, were, we were told that the world would know we were his disciples by our love. And so let's start showing them. Let's start sharing his love. You asked John, what, what legacy do you want to leave? What, what do you want said about you? What do you want to leave behind? And I would pray that people would say about me, Kathy showed me and shared with me what it's like to love Jesus and to be loved by him. So people can come join the movement, be a part of this with us. We'd love to have the whole nation, all of your listeners, everyone everywhere, sharing the authentic love of Jesus Christ. Kathy Branzell with Love2020.com. Thanks for being on iWork for MTA. We really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Check out Love2020 online, Love2020.com. Be part of the movement of Christ in America, transforming the hearts of the people that we work alongside by bringing love to them personally. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him.